Hello, welcome to the St. Paul's Podcast, where you'll find talks from our Sunday services. For more information, feel free to check out our website, stpauls.co.uk. Thank you. Father, we thank you for Seb and for all that you've been doing in his life. Pray that you'll pour out your spirit upon him now. We thank you for all the preparation that he's been doing already and that you will work through that. We pray that as he speaks, your refining fire will be at work in him and he will know where to dwell and where to move on. We pray that you'll give him all the gifts that he needs to be able to claim your truth to us this evening, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, Yeah, hello. Uh, Very good evening to all of you. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, my name is Seb. Uh, You may not recognize me because uh, for the majority of the weeks, I am out the back uh, helping with the youth group. So this is, uh, I've got to be honest, this is slightly unfamiliar territory uh, to be in, so uh, bear with me. Um, But yeah, I'm really uh, really privileged to be uh, standing here um, among you. And if it's all right with you, I'd like to start with a quick story. Uh, in two, I think it was about 2008, I was about six years old, and it was Christmas Day. I was spending Christmas Day with my grandparents, uh, and uh, I'd opened a few wonderful presents, and it, it came to the point, uh, which I'm sure many of you will be familiar with, where there was one present left with, with my name on. Uh, there, was, there, was, there was one present left, and so, you know, six-year-old, just a lot of excitement, a lot of adrenaline running through my veins, and so I peel back uh, this uh, wrapping paper, uh, peel it back to reveal what is quite simply the impossible. Uh, it was a dual screen, uh, a personal gaming device with stylus, microphone, online game capability, It is, of course, does anyone know? 2008? This is not a good time for my button to be stuck. It is, of course, the Nintendo DS. This is unlimited hours of fun. I cannot even describe uh, the amount of time I had with that. Now, I was overwhelmed with joy and with just pure elation to open this present. Uh, I was thinking of all of these possibilities going through my head, the games I could buy, the things I could do on it, but I just happened to look over my shoulder and I could see my older brother uh, also opening his last uh, present, uh, his final gift under the tree, and I looked a little bit closer and I could see what it was. And instantly, the joy and the uh, elation in my heart was quickly turned to bitterness and jealousy, Uh, because underneath his wrapping paper was a first-generation iPod Touch. Ooh, yes, yes, that is exactly the reaction I was hoping for. You see, I, uh, in, in that moment, I, uh, yeah, I was overcome with these feelings of jealousy and, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, wanting what he had. And so uh, it was Jesus, wasn't it, who said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I felt the only words that could really describe how I felt at the time was to simply shout out in front of the whole room, uh, that's not fair, his is better than mine. LAUGHTER Now, I'm going to stop that story there because I don't really want to relive 
the words that were spoken to me after I said that. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so why am, I, why am I starting with this story? Uh, that story is a really good example of me being really poor at receiving a gift that was given to me uh, in kindness. It was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a gift it was that I did not see the value of. I did not see its worth. I did not appreciate it uh, to the point where I almost completely disregarded it. And tonight, I want us to see that uh, uh, the Sabbath, which is what um, we're looking at tonight, is, is very similar. It is a gift from God um, that it is in our hands whether or not we receive it um, as he intended. Um, so with that in mind, let me pray um, briefly and then Rachel is going to come up uh, to give us our first reading. Yeah, Father, I just pray uh, now, I pray that you would give us all um, uh, hearts that are ready to receive from you. I pray that your spirit would be working in each of us so that we could see that uh, your, your command uh, to Sabbath is, is a gift to us, even though it's uh, often misunderstood, and I pray that we would live uh, in the fullness um, of that command. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right, uh, let me move the slide on, and Rachel will read uh, all this work. Ooh. I might have to do it many. Perfect. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, So we're starting at Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Rachel. Okay. Uh, So uh, the word Sabbath might be a word that you're not familiar with, um, but the word Sabbath is first mentioned uh, in in the Bible uh, at this point. Now, we can't see it because this is our English translation. Um, The word we see as rested um, is actually the word that we get, um, uh, you know, the root of it is uh, Sabbath. Now, um, the word we see as rested, Sabbath, can also, you know, not only be translated as rest, as, as rest, but also be translated as delight, okay? So, rest and delight. These are our two themes and our two backbones of what I think God is trying to communicate to us, and, uh, and, and we're going to see those themes play out um, over the next two passages, but... Um, yeah, rest and delight. Now, uh, do, do, you, uh, do you believe that God is the most uh, joyful being uh, in the universe? Uh, I, I heard that uh, a few, few months ago, and I, I, was, I was a bit surprised by it. But, uh, but then when I came around to it, I realized that that is absolutely true. He is the most joyful being in the universe. And in this passage, uh, he is taking joy and taking delight uh, from the wonderful creation uh, that he has made. Now, 
a phrase that we might uh, be initially confused by uh, is, is the word uh, stop. God stopped. God, God was making, uh, he's, he's made the world, he's made the world in six days, and then he takes this day uh, to stop. Now, uh, it wasn't because he was uh, exhausted, it wasn't because he was uh, tired, it was because he was finished. Uh, and I think he is modeling to us how we uh, should also spend our uh, Sabbath day. He was taking delight out of the good world uh, that he had made, but not only that, he was taking delight out of the very good world that he had made. Adam and Eve were made just uh, a chapter before this, and their first full day of existence, their first day uh, together is this Sabbath day. It's this day of rest and delight. Uh, and that is also surprising, isn't it? I mean, God has already blessed them with so much. He's blessed them with this garden, with all of the plants, all of the trees, all of uh, the animals. It's so much abundance. He has blessed them not only with that, but he's blessed them with each other. Uh, he saw that it wasn't good for them to be alone. He's blessed them with each other. And, that, and he's blessed them with work as well. We ourselves might not always see work as a gift, but in the garden it was. And now he is blessing them with this day of rest and delight. Now one thing I just want us to take note of here is that um, what have they done to deserve this blessing? What, what, what have they done? They've, they've only been alive for a day and a half, but what have they done to deserve it? And the answer I hope you'll quickly find is, is absolutely nothing. They have done nothing to deserve it. This is all out of God's kindness and God's generosity to them that he has given them these blessings. Uh, and the last uh, word I just want to pick up on in this passage is holy. Now, holy means uh, to cut or to separate. And we get this idea that God has, has ordained this day, he's ordained this seventh day to be different from the rest of the other days. There is the six days and there is the one. It is by his wisdom and it is in his glorious design that he wants these days, he, he wants the one day, this Sabbath day, to be separate from the others. This passage tells us so much about God. It tells us so much about ourselves and the way we should live our lives. And we just see this endless blessing, don't we? Endless blessing, gift after gift, including the Sabbath. But it makes us think, how, how could we ever doubt God's intentions? How could we ever doubt his motives towards us? Hasn't he proved himself perfectly well? But the reality is we do, don't we? We do. Even Adam and Eve, just barely a chapter after this, they were deceived into doubting God's motives and his intentions towards us. We live in that reality today. And I want to ask us, whether we are convinced that this command to Sabbath is the gift that God intended it to be, or whether we have been deceived into thinking that it is handcuffs. Uh, let me see whether this is working yet. 
No, never mind. Um, oh, thank you. Thanks, Paul. Uh, I, has anyone watched uh, any like police program? Maybe I think one of them is called uh, Police Interceptors, but they're they're often all on a similar uh, theme. You'll be uh, uh, just go one more, Paul, please. Uh, yes, wonderful, wonderful. Thanks, Paul. Uh, uh, yes, police interceptors. So this is really the type of TV you watch when you've got nothing better to do, I, I think. I, 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 uh, but uh, uh, in, the, in programs like this, they'll be pursuing these criminals. They'll be, they'll be chasing them down the road. And, uh, and the, you know, the criminals might be jumping over a fence. They might be uh, trying to uh, escape from the police that are closing in on them. Uh, but then, you know, finally, when the police do catch them, they, they throw a pair of handcuffs on them. And, uh, and more often than not, the, the, the criminals are, are shouting and screaming, and they're, and they're saying, get these handcuffs off me. You know, get, you know take, take them off me. They're, they're hurting me. They're, they're, they're hurting me. And I think for us watching it on TV, I think we have enough wisdom uh, to tell that they're not hurting them. Uh, they're, they're actually wanting to escape. Right, these 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 criminals, uh, they're, they're not, uh, you know, they're not in absolute agony. They're wanting to escape over that other fence that's just uh, beyond view to escape being caught and to be in freedom. And I think if if we're not careful, the the, the same thing can happen to us. We can see uh, this command from God to Sabbath as a barrier. As, as, a, as, a, um, as a way of God trying to restrict our life, trying to put a ring fence around what, uh, what is rightfully ours on the outside and what we really want to. But I think we need to constantly be reminding ourselves that no, uh, this is given to us as a gift and it is for our good, it is for our benefit that he has given it uh, to us. Um, and with that in mind, I want to uh, move on to our next passage, which is from Mark, which, is, uh, which Abraham is going to come and read for us. I'm just going to put it on the screen. I don't actually have it on the screen, Abraham. You'll have to read it from the book. I apologize. Uh, this is... Uh, Mark chapter 2, verses 23 to 28. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the cornfields, and, his disciples walked along, uh, and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some ears of corn. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are, there be, why are they being... <coughs> sorry. Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered... Have you ever read what David did uh, when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate ate the consecrated bread, which is lawfully only for priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Abraham. Um, okay, so this passage is uh, set uh, in, in the very beginning of Jesus' 
ministry, uh, we find him just walking uh, with his disciples, enjoying this Sabbath day, enjoying the gift that we saw in Genesis. And uh, yeah, he's spending, he's choosing to spend this day with his closest friends. Uh, but they are not alone. They're, they have uh, been seen by the Pharisees to be eating the heads of corn uh, as they're walking. Now, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Pharisees. Um, the Pharisees were this group of um, uh, super high-profile uh, uh, Jews um, who were renowned not only for their devotion to God, but for their commitment to the Sabbath. Uh, remember, we saw earlier that God wanted the Sabbath to be separate. He wanted it to be set apart. Uh, and the disciples, uh, sorry, not the disciples, the, the Pharisees took this and they completely uh, ran with it uh, beyond uh, what I think God intended. They, they took the word work and they split work into 39 different categories and prohibited all of them on this Sabbath day, uh, including uh, eating and harvesting this corn, which is uh, why they were criticizing uh, the disciples. And uh, yeah, I think if I was to go back to that gift and handcuff analogy, they are making the Sabbath into a pair of handcuffs. You see, the, the Pharisees thought that a life of limitation and uh, rules and uh, kind of over-the-top discipline was a life that pleased God. Uh, but them, just like Adam and Eve, they were deceived. They were deceived. Uh, now, I, I know that might raise questions in your own mind of, well, if... if if the ultimate rule keepers can't please God, uh, then who can? Let's, uh, let's have a look at Jesus' answer to them. Uh, in that passage, and I apologize, it's not on the screen, that's my fault. Uh, in, that, in that passage, Jesus points them to the life of King David. And he points them to a time when David was on the run from uh, King Saul, who was trying to kill him, uh, and kill the, David's companions. Uh, now, uh, David was a man who wasn't perfect. Uh, he had many faults, but I think the only thing we need to know about him tonight is that he was a man described as after God's own heart. Uh, he knew God deeply, and he knew him personally. And whilst David was in this great danger of being hunted down and being try, trying to be, you know, while there was people trying to kill him, great danger, and he was in great need. He was hungry. He was in desperate hunger. Great also was his faith. Great was his faith. He chose, in his moment of need, he chose not to pursue help from anyone else other than well, I know, I know he went to the priest, but he, his first point of call was to God. He, he had a history of whenever a need arose and whenever, a, 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 a pro, whenever he was in a deal of great problem, he, God was his first point of call. God was the first person he was going to seek help from only because he knew him so intimately and so personally. 
you see, the, the Pharisees uh, knew a lot. They, uh, they, they recited so much. They, uh, they, they had so much knowledge in their heads, but that knowledge was nothing uh, compared to knowing God himself. How would you describe your relationship with God? Uh, is it based on performance? Is it based on your ability to keep uh, what he says for you to do? Uh, or is it, is it like David? Is it one based on faith and based on your relationship uh, with him? Perhaps uh, this is your first time in church for a while and you've never really uh, considered your relationship with God, uh, not least uh, recently. Well, can I be the one to tell you that there... Um, yeah, can I be the one to tell you uh, that there is uh, a way to God, there is a way to know him as David did. There is a way that we can enjoy and have delight in him, and that is through Jesus. Jesus laid down his life for us so that we would no longer have to live in sin and in doubt and in deception, and instead he invites us to put our faith in him and to live our lives with him at the center. And so my last point for us tonight is that the Sabbath is for your benefit and it is for his glory. Uh, the Sabbath is for your benefit. Don't lose that picture we saw in Genesis of that generous God giving us a day to rest. Uh, don't, don't be caught up in, uh, in all of the reasons why you could uh, work and, and run errands and, go, and do your weekly shop and, and, or whatever. You, don't, be, don't be consumed by all those needs. Instead, uh, remind yourself that you are reliant on him. Um, Let's just look at those last two uh, sentences that Jesus said to the Pharisees. He said, uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. We are not machines. We cannot work 24-7 and expect there not to be consequences. God knows exactly uh, how we are made, and he knows that we need rest. We need uh, to be replenished. Then Jesus says this, the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. You know, the Pharisees didn't really get this. They thought all of their authority uh, was enough to say what was right and wrong uh, to do on the Sabbath. But little did they realize that Jesus was there at creation. He was there uh, with, uh, with the Father giving this gift to us for our benefit. 
Jesus is the one through whom all things were made and through whom all things are held together. It is him that sustains us and it is him that we rely on for every breath. So the only question that remains for us this evening is do we acknowledge him in that way? Do we acknowledge him in the way that we live our lives? Do we trust him enough to shape our lives around what he says and around this gift of rest? Is that something that you've ever given much thought about? Why not in 2023 take a step of faith Make a commitment to living out his command for you to rest and to, to take delight in him. Uh, because here's what happens when we do. Uh, you see, when we, when we become a Christian, when we accept Jesus and receive his Holy Spirit, God begins working in our hearts He begins changing the way we live our lives one piece at a time, and he transforms us into his likeness. And when that happens, and when we begin to live as God intended, we give him glory. We are like giant mirrors taking uh, his light and bouncing it not only back to him as worship, but around all of the world as well. Can you imagine what difference uh, it would make if you turned up to work on a Monday morning feeling fully rested and feeling, uh, feeling that life abundant as Jesus describes? Imagine what a witness that would be to the people that you work with. On the flip side, imagine if the people that you work with who perhaps know that you're a Christian see you turn up on a Monday morning feeling absolutely shattered, uh, feeling uh, you know, like, you've, uh, like you haven't even slept all weekend. Does that, does that indicate life in all its fullness? Does that indicate the life that Jesus promises? Now, I'm looking around the room now and I can see so many different types of people. I can, I can see so many different ages, so many different demographics, so many different uh, occupations and living arrangements and all of these things will determine the way uh, or will, will have an influence on how you live out Sabbath. This is not a one-size-fits-all thing. And so my... My uh, practical advice, my application for you is, is firstly to pray and to seek God uh, in this. And I, I hope you trust me that that's not a cop-out answer. That is not me giving you a, a half-hearted uh, a suggestion. That is the best piece of advice I can give you because I think if we are to Sabbath well, then that is going to be an ongoing conversation between us and God about the way that, that we do that for us. You see, you might have shift work where you can't decide when or when not you're working, particularly on a Sunday, in which case a Sunday may not be the best time for you to do that. But if you are thinking uh, about how you can move into this, let me suggest to you to use those two words we saw at the beginning, rest and delight. 
Let those be your guides uh, into forming a day of your week where you can rest, where you can take meaningful, uh, deep uh, rest, but where you can also delight. Delight not only in the things that God has given us, but also delight in him. If tonight has whet your appetite to think about these things more, I'd really like to recommend uh, two books to you. Uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry uh, and Garden City. Those are two books by John Mark Comer that I've been reading. You might have heard, those, uh, you might have heard his name before. Um, but those were extremely helpful for me in just opening up this uh, conversation. Um, So yeah, let me just uh, recap. The Sabbath is a gift. It is a gift. It is a gift given by our generous and our wonderful God. And it is up to us whether or not we receive it. Please don't be like me on Christmas Day and not see it for its worth and its value. The Sabbath is often misunderstood Don't be like the Pharisees. Don't be convinced that the Sabbath or in fact any other of God's commands is a pair of handcuffs that is stopping you from living life in all its fullness. The Sabbath is for your benefit and for his glory. Let me finish with these words from Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus promises that anyone who comes to him, he will not cast out. Jesus promises that those who are desperate for rest and desperate uh, to be rid of their wearied, tired, overwhelmed self will find perfect rest in him. He promises that those who believe in him will have everlasting life. Let's pray. Yeah, Father, I just want to thank you uh, for your kindness and your generosity to us. Thank you that you do not expect us to, uh, to, to, to be that machine and to work constantly without break or rest. Thank you that you know us better than we know ourselves. And so, Lord, I, I just pray that tonight would be, uh, would, 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 uh, be the start uh, of, a, of an ongoing conversation with you where we can have a real think about how we spend our weeks 
and how we spend that one day of the week uh, where we take a day of Sabbath rest. Lord, I pray that you would help us to implement uh, things into our lives where we can begin to uh, begin to realize the rest that you offer to us. Help us, we pray. Fill us with your spirit, we pray. May we know rest and know delight. In Jesus' name, amen.